and welcome to a toast to rom-coms. I am one of your hosts, Marie, and with me, as always, is my fabulous co-host and sister. Don't know if we've mentioned that. Allison. I think that we've mentioned it before. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, we've t- we've talked about dad, I think, oh, okay. and his house. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, okay. So <clears throat> today we are on number 48 out of 50 on Rotten Tomatoes top 50 list of rom-coms. I'm sorry. I just realized the headphones are That's <laughs> fantastic. Anything. <laughs> Don't edit that. There we go. Um, we are on number 48 out of 50 on Rotten Tomatoes top 50 rom-coms of all time. Me and you and everyone in between. Everyone we know. Everyone, thank you. Everyone we know. Um, it's okay. I want to forget it too. <laughs> Um, we <laughs> take these, this list of romantic comedies, watch them, and break them down into different characteristics of a good rom-com. So today we are going to be doing that with me and you and everyone we know, the correct title. Um, and we have our cocktail to go with it. With every movie, we come up with a cocktail that fits it in some way, whether it is an actor, an actress, the setting, something that happens in the movie. Um, so today, we are drinking the grounds for divorce. The grounds for divorce. So how's that for optimism, people? Grounds for divorce. Um, it looks delightful i'm so excited i am too it's it seems to be akin to a margarita it has a special type of tequila in it what's what's special about the tequila so we looked it up it's called respado and that means that it's been aged in an oak barrel for two to three weeks we the recipe called for patron spot reposado sorry reposado um, which is a little bit higher end. Us being the frugal, Ooh, yes, frugal podcast host that we are, went with a different tequila. It was Hornitos. Hornitos. So, and well, I like to say, uh, I saved like thirty dollars. Mm-hmm. So, and there's also the Core Forty Three, um, in it, which I had never heard of before. It's like a citrusy like liqueur mm-hmm. and a lot of pineapple, and it is garnished with a lime wedge, which I am going to yeah, I'm squeeze to in. Well. Nope, I already did it. You did it. So I'm, I'm super excited about this. <clears throat> the grounds for divorce. Cheers. Cheers. That's delightful. It's really summery. It is very summery. Um, so I like it's it's tequila-y. It tastes like a margarita. It tastes like a margarita with a little bit of a hint of pineapple. Mm-hmm. So I do I do like it. The lime also gives it a little bit of an acidic edge. It changes the the tequila pineapple taste to a little bit more sour instead of just sweet. This would be a good pool drink. Yeah, it's very good. It's very good. Allison, (coughs) why don't you kick us off with a summary and tell us why we're drinking the grounds for divorce today. Okay, so in this movie, me and you and everyone we know, me, you, and everyone we know, I'm going to butcher that this whole time. It doesn't matter. It's a long title. It's a long title. It's not catchy. Um... So we open up with a dis- <laughs> don't don't pull any punches, Allison. <laughs> it's not catchy. <laughs> I'm sorry. Um, oh, and um, so this movie I wanted to just mention really quickly. It was made in 2005. That's a typo in my notes. It is 2005. The director and writer is Miranda July, and she was also the main star along with John Hawks. Miles Thompson, and Brandon Ratcliffe. Um, So this movie, we open up in kind of like a dysfunctional family scene. We see that it's a couple who have two kids. They're they're separating, um, and he's moving out. They're dealing with it. He does not seem to be taking it well. That's the main character, Richard. 
Then they move into an apartment. The boys are kind of latchkey kids, Richard, mm. Richard's mm-hmm. sons, um, and they kind of look after themselves. And um, there's this woman whose name is Christine, and she meets Richard. She's an artist, and she helps out the elderly. And they meet, and she really likes him, and she wants to be with him. And I guess it's kind of a story of how these people try to connect. I, I It's a very... The movie is different in that it's it's quite the cast of characters so you have this main storyline with richard and christine and richard bouncing back after a separation Mm -hmm. um but in the meantime you have the two boys in their own storyline you have this neighbor's little storyline you have these teenage girls storyline you have someone richard works with his storyline. So there's all of these mini storylines revolving around this main one. Yes. And they don't really intertwine, intersect, make sense with each other. They really don't. I, I guess they a little bit because you find out how the people know each other, but no storyline affects another storyline. Yeah. Yeah. So, anyway, grounds for divorce is the drink because Richard and his wife were divorcing. Yes. Um, And that kind of just affects how Richard lives his life. And it seemed like he was very depressed about divorcing. So, let's, let's go right into it. I feel like we have a lot of comments. Um, I think the, the, the drink grounds for divorce is a great drink for us to be drinking because I'd like to divorce this movie. I was just going to say that. I would also like to divorce from this movie. Um, so first of all, I would like to say, how is this a rom-com? I, I, I honestly don't know how this is a rom-com. I laughed, I think twice. Oh, I didn't even smile. I laughed twice. I laughed once when the little boy went into his dialogue about pooping back and forth. Oh no, I thought it was weird. I I, I laughed then. And damn it, what's the other time I laughed? Oh, when they were making fun of contemporary art, when she said, you stole my, my coffee mug from my office. Okay, no, you're right. I did smile at that part. That was pretty funny. And those were the two points where I laughed. Everything else was very drama-y to me. Yes. There was a, I just want to mention really briefly before we get into our topics, you know, we go through our, you know, Mm -hmm. what makes a rom-com a Mm rom-com. But I want to mention, I think there was one part that was supposed to get like a laugh from people. It was whenever she put the socks on her ears in the department store. Yeah, what the fuck was that? I don't know. It was just so weird. I was confused a little bit. I couldn't decide whether she was having hallucinations at different parts in the movie. Did you pick up on that? Only once, whenever she imagined... I thought she, like, broke into the M&F department store at one time, but I didn't really pick pick up on it any other time. Okay, I thought there was another time where it seemed like she was hallucinating, and then she snapped back to reality. Uh, Okay, um believability do you want to kick us off here allison um yes i will kick it off i guess this movie i mean it is believable um i think everybody was very troubled um everybody seemed to be struggling honestly i think it was pretty believable with that we look at a family who's dysfunctional we look at two teens who are going through this phase of trying to attract men these two brothers trying to find they're, I don't know if trying to find their place is a good way to put it, but they're trying to get over their parents divorcing as well. Um, what I find unbelievable mm-hmm. is that no one was murdered, raped, or kidnapped. Okay. Who would be murdered? Uh, it's a really good question because I think that Richard is a serial killer. Okay. Okay. And I think... That I'm surprised that Robbie wasn't kidnapped. 
Yes, I was surprised that Robbie wasn't kidnapped. Um, the little the girls would be murdered. The girls would be murdered. The teenagers and, and raped. Yes, terrible. But I was shocked um, that no one was harmed except for the goldfish. That kind of that was pretty early on in the movie. There's this scene, and let me let me narrate my notes from you, please. So there's this scene where Christine is an elder cab. A driver, so she drives the elderly places because they can't drive there anymore. And they witness this father forget that he put a bagged goldfish on top of his car and then he drives away and they try to save this goldfish. So, my notes please don't leave fish up there. Oh no, I am depressed about this fish thing. Okay, it didn't die. Oh no, it died. Yes, depressing. <laughs> I put, I hope no goldfish were harmed in the making of this film. <laughs> I I didn't understand the point of the... I guess, is it just the wistfulness of Christine and her relationship with this older gentleman? What's the point of this goldfish? I don't know. I honestly don't know. And I thought the fish funeral made me very uncomfortable. The fact that they had to say a few words about it. And she said, I hope you were loved. And it was very strange. It, I, it From the beginning of this movie, like the first scene where he sets his hand on fire, I was very skeptical. What the hell? I This is very okay, unbelievable. Let's hold on. Yeah. Okay. So, because I feel like we're going to have the same unbelievable moments here. Okay. You're- so, I also said, this movie's more believable than the other rom-coms we have watched thus far. The frazzled dad, divorcing, having problems accepting it, having problems being re-released in the dating force not understanding how to take care of his children by himself or doing it well by himself. Um, These kids, you know, coming of age, this girl with their hope chest, which I found unbelievable, but we'll get there. These teenage girls trying to be attractive to men and making fun of this nerdy kid, whatever, believable. He set his fucking hands on fire. Because he forgot that lighter fluid burns. He said it was a part of a ritual. He wanted to do some kind of a ritual to, commem- not commemorate, but like he wanted to do something to to show that the divorce was done or something. At the beginning, I caught that he said, should we say some words? Should we do something to show that this has happened? And I know that, See, I picked up on a different reason. Okay. I You have that reason. I thought he explained how his uncle would do it as a magic trick, so he just wanted to give his kids something to enjoy. Oh. I was like, you let your hand on fire to amuse your children. Great. Great dad. I kept wondering through this entire movie, why weren't the children with the mother? Oh, I mean, we're giving the mother credit for being more intelligent than the dad, but she fucking married him. Yeah. So she's an idiot, too. Yeah. I mean, granted, they're getting divorced. She has another guy, blah, 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 blah. But she's a terrible person. Do you, The scene where she's saying, I'm taking a week-long trip with my boyfriend to the coast, so you take the kids, or do I have to cancel this trip? They're your kids. Yeah. And you want to go gallivanting with your boyfriend and abandon them? Yeah, why not take the kids to your vacation? Wouldn't you want to spend that time with your children? Apparently not. Yes. So I I felt bad for those two boys all yeah. throughout this movie. I thought yeah, that me too. they were left to their own devices way too much so yeah the hand on fire and i think in the long run it was meant to be some kind of metaphor or analogy for the dad or i'm sorry i keep calling him the dad for peter right no No, Richard. richard sorry they did not use the names a lot in this film it was very hard to tell who was who we we had to look it up yeah honestly so i felt like it was a metaphor for how Richard was getting over the divorce because at some point they say, when can you take it off? Or Christine says Mm. that and he says, when it doesn't hurt anymore. Mm. And then he goes through this whole thing with the kids and how it feels brand new when he takes the bandage off. It was supposed to be this whole metaphor thing Mm. that 
in reality, you're just a moron because you let your fucking hand on fire. Yes. That was just so bizarre. And I feel like I didn't really swear at all during the first podcast, but this movie just really brought it out It upset me. It upset me, this movie. We'll get to that, I guess. I'm jumping ahead of ourselves here. So, unbelievable. The little girl, Sylvie, with her hope chest... I, it's a cute idea, this girl, like, collecting everything for her, trus, tr, how does, how does it say, trousseau, trousseau, her hope chest for when she gets married, so she Her is, dowry. Her dowry, yes. In reality, I was like, where's this girl getting this money? Yes, living- that's exactly what I thought, too. <laughs> My first thought was, is she reviewing kitchen appliances? <gasps> It's like, and then you find out she has this dowry. I don't understand how she's paying for everything. And I think she talks about how she saves, but that's a lot of money. It is a lot of money. And these seemed like very expensive appliances, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that, unbelievable. And I thought she was one of the more likable characters I in agree. the movie. Yeah. And there wasn't enough of her. But at the same token, I don't get the point of her character. Nope. I don't get the point of the teenage girls' characters. Also, my unbelievable, these two teenage girls with the middle-aged <sighs> man. Like, I, I thought it was believable that they want the attention of an older man. Yeah. But I thought that their interactions were completely unbelievable. He is writing sex notes on paper, taping them up in his windows, and anyone can walk by and read that. And he was in, like, a front yard by a sidewalk. And no one is saying things to him about taking them down. No, like, it was just very weird. This movie, it was rated R, obviously, for language. But the only other reason was for... The blowjob scene? And I, no, and I quote, disturbing sexual content involving children. That's but, why it was rated R. And I was like, yeah, that's accurate. It, it is, was very disturbing. It is accurate. And again... How is this a romantic comedy? How is this rated as highly as it is? How is this rated above crazy, stupid love, which we love? I just don't understand how it's on this list. I don't either. It, I, I looked it up as well. It was a very big winner at the Cannes Film Festival. It won a of lot of awards. Of course it was. You know who didn't win any of those awards? Bridget Jones's Baby. Which we enjoyed way better than this movie. Yeah. Um, so, again, it, it was just it, believable, but not believable. Um, would you like to go into some obstacles? Sure. Um, obstacles these people have to overcome in order to be together. And it, honestly, I don't even think their obstacles in this movie are obstacles to being together i think their obstacles in this movie are obstacles to being a functional human being in society i thought every single one of these people were going to be either going to be or were already very unhealthy like peter gonna need therapy robbie gonna need therapy everybody needs to be on meds (laughs) that was my they're either gonna be murdered raped or kidnapped kidnapped yeah or be the murderer or, be, or become a murderer. I really think Richard's a murderer. Um, I wrote that like three times. Richard's obstacles are obviously the divorce and how it affects him. And honestly, I put relating to other people. That's good. I, I, and I guess it plays into Christine's obstacles because her main obstacle, besides becoming an artist... That was the only... Like, I couldn't understand... Okay, go ahead. ...is also relating to other people. So I thought in that way they matched because they just don't know how to talk to others. Um, I couldn't... Get, I, I couldn't stand when Richard was talking, like... His one quote, I am prepared for amazing things to happen. I can handle it. This is after you lit yourself on fire. Yeah. You are a shoe salesman at a department store. And don't get me wrong. There's nothing wrong with that. No. But he's not good at his job. He can't talk to the customers very well. 
he has trouble relating with his coworker, who is a horrible human being. He has his own obstacles to deal with, which I guess we can talk upon, touch upon. He's a terrible father. Worst father. Um, I couldn't get over how he said, um, he told his children, one of whom is in high school. Did you catch high school or like eighth grade? Yeah. Um, He told them not to worry about making their beds, that he'd do it. Your kids are old enough to make their own beds. Um, He forgot about Robbie walking home by himself when Peter got sick after the blowjobs. I didn't know if that was related or not. Being sick in the blowjobs. I didn't know. I couldn't tell either. Did that cross your mind or was I the only? No, it crossed my mind. It did. It was hard to tell. That was so uncomfortable. Oh my God, it was so uncomfortable. I covered my eyes, actually. It was, it was bizarre. Um, and the first time, oh, I guess we won't talk about that yet. Um, so really, again, just being functional human beings. I guess yeah. they, they both bring home a paycheck. They're both able to live on their own. But other than that, like, that's it. Yeah. We gotta, we got I'm having trouble with my drink. I don't know why. I'm almost done with mine. I, yeah, I'm having a really hard time with this one. Buck up, buttercup. That's what you told me. Gotta get it down. I'm going to get it down, but I don't know why I was okay with it at first. Do you need a straw? No. Well, do you want to hear my obstacles? I put one. My (laughs) obstacle (laughs) Oh my god, there's so much tequila. Okay, go ahead. Oh wait, I think you didn't... Your husband say that he put more tequila in yours? No, he did not. Okay. My one obstacle that I wrote down was Mm -hmm. being a good movie. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I wrote. (laughs) I... I fucking hate this movie. (laughs) There are very little redeeming qualities... We forgot to touch upon the most unbelievable part. The whole, like, six-year-old or seven-year-old boy meeting that woman in the park after talking online. Okay, so funny story about this. You know those boys are playing on the computer the entire time, right? Yes. At some point in my notes, I wrote... And this is after they've been drawing on the on the computer. I wrote, is this supposed to be modern day or the 70s? I can't tell. And then they started instant messaging. I was like, oh. Yeah. This is this is current. Oh, at first I was like, oh, that computer activity where they're making animals out of. It's like, so cute. It was very cute. I was like, oh, that's a good bonding activity for the brothers. And then they go on these online chat rooms and talk about sex. Yeah, and and Robbie's little. Like, Like, he's second grade, maybe? Yeah, I think so. Um, And again, just the parents are dealing with their jobs. They're dealing with the separation. There's no real attention left to these boys. Like, the mom and the dad are just not good parents. Mm -mm. And I know things happen in life, and sometimes you can't pay attention to that. But when you're first or second grader is going online and having sex talk on a chat room that's a problem yeah it really was yeah and and this is this happened multiple times throughout the movie once at school and that was pretty unbelievable that no one was going to be checking to see what he's doing because it took him a while he's copy pasting i thought he was at the library and I made a note, like, why is this child always unattended? But it is cool. Okay, that makes more sense. But he is unattended a lot. Yeah. He is unattended. And he's a he is a very adorable little boy. He was very cute. Those cheeks, that hair. The adorable. eyes. Yeah. yeah. He is an adorable little boy. And I I I really enjoyed his character. Remember when they were moving boxes? Mm-hmm. And the dad said, grab a box, we'll carry it. And he, the little boy grabbed an empty box and carried it. <laughs> um, and I, like I said, I thought the whole pooping back and forth conversation was 
amusing, even though it was also still... I was disturbed disturbing. by Disturbing. And he drew that little emoticon with the butts and the arrows to indicate pooping back and forth. And the woman printed it and put it on a sign yes. outside the Contemporary Art Museum. Now, I can't remember. Was that before or after she found out he was a little boy? That was after. That was the very end of the movie. Um, it was before Christine and Richard meet up at his house, but it was after they met on the park bench. I thought that scene was cute. It was, again, why is this little boy unattended? I don't know. How did he get to the park by himself? I don't know. How isn't he kidnapped? But I thought it was like a true tender moment between Nancy I hated it. I'm sorry. I hated it. I did. I thought it was weird. It was cute that he brushed her hair back, whatever, but she kissed him on the mouth. That was... That was a weird kiss because she didn't just, like, peck him. It was... She held his his face. She fit her upper lip and bottom lip around his top lip. It was... It was inappropriate uh for that age disturbing sexual content involving children Uh boom it's just weird i was disturbed by that whole thing i what can be said for this i don't know i don't understand how anything in this was funny the pooping back and forth thing i wrote down is this supposed to be funny you said it was funny but i was like i don't know well i think it was funny at the time until you realize that this woman's masturbating to this little boy saying yeah. pooping back and forth yeah and at one point she said to the six or seven year old i have my finger up my asshole or something yes it was terrible okay so obstacles being a good movie a lot and just like relating back and forth to other people how about how other are we only talking about Richard and Christine here relating to other people or are we talking about those two teenage like the two teenage girls I feel like that's a part of being a teenager though what about the man the man is a pedophile and also a murderer probably did you think it was the same amount of disturbing or more amount of disturbing when he asked if they were sisters and wanted them to kiss as sisters that was more disturbing more disturbing more disturbing i thought it was also disturbing when she flashed him hair bum that i blocked that oh yeah that happened that was bad i want to block this whole movie you're made, you're making progress on your drink finally. I'm trying to chug it without drinking it because I do find this just as disgusting as the movie. <laughs> Get some pineapple. There's muddled pineapple in here. Just chew some of the pineapple. Well, it's hard to because I'm trying to talk and like the pineapple bits are getting stuck like out of my lips, so can you hear that in the headphones? I can hear everything in the headphones. <laughs> everything. <laughs> like, you put your phone down over there. After I, I could hear the vibration on the table in the headphones. Whatever. It, it, this microphone is a good microphone. It's a great microphone. Solid microphone. It is. Thank you. Um, so, do we care about anybody else's obstacles? I mean, Robbie, no. Robbie and... Does Robbie have an obstacle? Well, Robbie's obstacle is the same as um, Sylvie? Peter's obstacle. And it's probably the same as Sylvie's obstacle. And it's probably the same as Heather and Rebecca's obstacle. It's having good parents. And attention. Yes. These parents do not care about their damn kids. They're gone all the time. So, many obstacles. All right, I'm, f- I'm finishing this drink. Okay, I'm done. I we are got- going to have to have our second drink because we always have two. Side note, I could have three of these. I could have three. Side note. Oh, hold on. Let me chug and then I'll get on with my digression. <sighs> I love your digressions. They please me. 
side note. After our last podcast on Bridget Jones's baby with the blue martini, once we finished the podcast, oh, yes. we actually had more of the blue martini after yes. and got hammered. We after the podcast though, we used lime vodka and who it added something. So if you listen to last podcast, you looked up the ingredients to the blue martini. Instead of doing regular vodka, use lime vodka because it's it was great. It's more tasty. All of the ingredients will be posted on our Instagram account, and there will be a picture of the drink there with the movie that accompanied it. Update: We're still working on the Twitter feed. Maybe after this podcast, I'll get I'll get going on it. We'll yeah. we'll figure it out. Yeah, we'll figure it out. All right, digression over. Let's talk about the chemistry between these people. Did anybody even have any chemistry? Okay, so I put that their meet cute was okay. Oh, I hated it. After their meet cute in the shoe store, I said, was that supposed to be a meet cute? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I just didn't enjoy this at all. So I thought the, I thought the meet cute was okay. I thought it was weird because he was touching that old man's feet and asking him, like, does this feel good? And she was like, yes, do that. And I thought, like, is this supposed to be, like, a sexual thing? Oh, I didn't get that at all. Okay. I didn't get the whole sex beat thing there. Um, I thought that I thought that, that was okay. Um, I thought that their conversation was good there. I got mad after it when I was sitting there watching. I was like, wait a minute. This girl with low ankles is living with foot pain <laughs> every day of her damn life because she can't take the time to try on several different pairs of shoes to see what fits her foot best. Like, your feet are your life. If you don't wear comfortable shoes, yes. you're going to be miserable all day, every day. Like, take the time to try on some shoes, you moron. Well, do you remember his quote... It was, I didn't write it down exactly. I'm sorry. Bear with me here. Oh, I have it. I have it written down exactly. Okay. Um, I just have to find it. He said, you think you deserve the pain. Oh. <laughs> okay. So the meet cute. It says, yes. I said, creepy dash. You think you deserve that pain, but you don't. Yes. <laughs> and then... Like, I started my fish diatribe okay. in my notes. <laughs> and then, Keep it down over there. Um, He's going into the bathroom to mix the drinks. That's awesome. If you heard the shaker go, it was my husband making us our next cocktail so we don't have to pause it. He is currently in the bathroom <laughs> shaking them. And yes, I can still hear them through the headphones. <laughs> because like I said, this microphone... It's going amazing. It's going to be thoroughly mixed. And I'll figure out who the manufacturer is for it. Neewer. We'll figure it out. Not 100%. We will promote your things online. And please sponsor us. Sponsor our podcast. We want to quit our day jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I laughed and belched at the same time. (laughs) No one heard that over my laugh. Um... So I said, who is just going to accept every moment foot pain? Find <sighs> shoes that fit. I agree. And I guess as a taxi cab driver, maybe you're not on your feet enough. I don't know. I don't know. But I mean, she was walking her around and helping the, I don't know. But she was also, they were like ballet slippers. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Get a pair of tennis shoes. Tennies. Yeah. Uh, it would make more sense to me than those shoes like, uh, I don't know. So, I gotta say, like, after the meet cute, she kind of gets infatuated with this guy. I thought it was creepy. And then that walk to their cars. Oh, my God. (laughs) What did you think? Oh, my page came out. What did you think about that walk to their car? I thought it was the weirdest analogy that... They compared that walk to this point that we reach is going to be when we die of old age together in our relationship. So Richard and Christine end up seeing each other when he leaves work and she leaves the mall. 
and their cars are in the same direction and they liken the walk to their cars as the lifespan of a relationship. So weird. So they say when we hit this sign, that's going to be like the end of the quote unquote good times of the relationship. And then our trials will begin. And eventually when they decide that they have to split up to go their separate ways to the cars, they died. Yes. Yes. The creepiest part of that is that he then gets in his car and I think goes to find her. Did you did you think he was going to find her? Ooh, I don't know. I did not think that. So he gets in his car and drives, whether just to go home or whether to go see her again. Who knows? Um, and she jumps out at him from behind a tree, which I thought was terrifying. And jumps in his car. But my problem was they just flirted this whole entire time. Oh, and he was vehemently opposed to this he he had this normal reaction what are you doing in my car get out yeah and i thought that was normal and then she she thinks he's normal for reacting that way and then he gets offended that she thinks he's normal and i'm like what is the matter with you two people yeah they're really don't know how to be normal people they're both unhealthy. At this point, I said, maybe they can be murderers together. <laughs> Good. Maybe they'll be murderers together. Here comes my husband Second with drink. another drink. And it looks like it's even more full than the last one. Yay. Do you want... I think... Yours looks like there's more Okay. In it. I so was going to say, I'll gonna... take the one that has more. Okay. Can we toast again to give me courage? Because I don't know that I can do this. I think you should buck up. I'm going to try it no without way. squeezing the lime wedge in it and see if it's... I think no way is this as bad as the old-fashioned. I would rather have the old-fashioned. Oh, my God. You bite your tongue. I will not. I'd rather have the old-fashioned. Mm. This one is more tequila but it is still delightful. See, I take the drink, I taste more pineapple, and I like this better... Good. I'm glad it's more suited to your taste. Because I can I can deal with it either way. I like it. Oh, maybe I just... Oh, God, there it is. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry, Ornitos. <laughs> Tequila. I'd rather have... I'd rather have the bullet rye. Oh. No. I'd rather drink the whiskey. I'd rather have the tequila. But we had another drink... A, like that we picked out initially that was going to be dry vermouth gin and goldschlager something similar yeah and that sounded very bad indeed i was intrigued uh, i love gin i really like the vermouth that we used in the last drink but the goldschlager too many at college days just that's supposed to be good for arthritis you don't need help with your arthritis your low ankles my low ankles <laughs> Yeah, maybe Christine needs some gold schlager. Uh, Christine. Maybe she needs a shafting. She needs. Yes! <laughs> yes. Cheers to shafting! Shafting! By the way, my husband thought, one, he, he had heard shafting before. Never heard it before. But he thinks it's crazy that we think shafting is better than boning. Oh, no, I like shafting so much better. I like shafting, too. Yeah. No, oh, well, well. But I don't like boner as a as a slang for peep. Uh, my friends just call people that they don't like boners. Like, oh, he's being a boner. Oh, really? Yeah. I is, mean, they still use it as the term for an erection. Do they still use douche? Yes. Okay, but so... boner, like, oh, the dog right now is being a boner. Hmm. Yeah. So Just, douches and boners have different, slightly different meanings, or no? No, I think it's the same thing. Okay, good. Good to know. Yeah. Good to keep up with the hip young people. Oh, yes, we're so hip. Um, okay. We are still on chemistry. The lack thereof. The no. lack thereof, but they fit each other. You know what? I will talk about one part that I did like 
is when they put the bird frame in the tree and they kind of had that tender moment where she was hugging him from behind and they were holding hands. You liked that? I thought that was the only part where their chemistry seemed genuine. I hated that part. That's so funny. When she comes up behind him and hugs him, I was like, get the fuck off him. This is creepy. He liked it. Uh... On their first date, she met her sons for the first time. Yeah, it's weird. Also weird. And uh, what's up with taking the bird picture down and putting it in the bushes? That he took that from his um, him and his wife's house. Yeah, but his son had painted on it. Like I don't understand his. Uh, it's the we see that bird picture twice. Once when he takes it down from the old house, three times. Once when his son is painting it, and once when he's trying to put it in the bushes. Bushes just. Throw the damn thing out. Mm. Don't put it in the fucking bushes. Put it in the dumpster. You're in an apartment complex. They have a dumpster. Did you see that there was a trash can right by the said bushes? No, there was a trash can on the sidewalk. And that's where I thought he was going to put it in the trash can. That would have made sense. (laughs) Um, No, I said that's weird touching. Not sweet touching. Just weird touching. That's so funny. No, I didn't like that at all. Um, I didn't think that... They had enough history of what was going on in his life for that to be sweet. I didn't think they had enough contact. Like, they didn't have a lot of screen time together. Yeah. We know she was watching him. Oh, so weird. It was weird. We know that she saw his wife. Oh, that was weird, too. That whole scene was fucking bizarre. She intercepts the wife and talks to her. The wife obviously thinks that she's weird. She is weird. She is weird. She wrote this fucking movie. We can get into that. Okay. And then she goes to her car and starts shouting fuck and writes it on the windshield. I didn't think that fit in with her character at all. I thought that that was forced and awkward. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't like that. I did like one small part of this movie that I did like. I didn't laugh, but I was like, oh, good for her. When Nancy, the art director, mm-hmm. was she the director? Mm-hmm. She was watching the movie and she called the number and said macaroni. Oh, yeah. That was good. I liked that. That was good. Like she's submitted the video to be displayed in the museum and she said, you're not even going to watch this. Can you please, if you do happen to watch this, please give me a sign. Just call this number and just say macaroni and hang up. No explanation just to let me know, basically. And did you did you see that she was also a performance artist? Miranda July, who plays Christine. Oh, in real life. She's a I performance artist. And I the tape that she sends in is actually part of a piece that was actually in a museum. So she's like a, I don't want to say a jack of all trades, but maybe a jack of all performing arts, well, movies, writers, all this. I watched a couple interviews with her after this movie. Did you really? I did. Is she is just as weird? Yes. Oh, God. Please don't ever listen to this podcast. I don't want to offend you, but I fucking hate your movie. <laughs> well, Maybe she'd take it as a compliment that she she was able to elicit that strong of a feeling in you. Such a feeling of hatred. (laughs) I I loved one thing about her. Her hair is amazing. Oh, her hair was great. Yeah. Her hair is fantastic. It was good. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's it. I like some of her outfits. I thought they were cute. Yeah, they weren't bad. I guess. They were weird for 2000s. That's why I thought that it was shot in the 70s. They did look very, like, retro, maybe. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, they both were, like, probably lower middle class. (laughs) That face. I'm sorry. Every time I take a drink of tequila, it just seems like I'm mouthing salt. I didn't know what the end of that sentence was going to be. It was not cock. (laughs) (laughs) I wanted to do blowjob shots for this movie. I didn't think that 
We need a, a sipping, sipping drink. A sipping beverage. If you want to end this podcast with a shot of tequila, we can. Oh my God, no. That's not what a blowjob shot is. It's like a Kahlua kind of a thing and with I know with what, cream. I know it's not what a blowjob shot is. I'm just telling you, I'd do a shot of tequila oh. if you want to do a shot of tequila. Do you want me to throw up again? Well, it, it'd be drinking to forget. Oh, okay. Forget this awful movie. <laughs> Thank you, Miranda July, for your artistic contributions to this world. Not. <laughs> um so we were on chemistry there was no kiss in this movie there was absolutely no kiss it was so strange for a rom-com to not have a kiss and i also said but there that, was a blowjob no <laughs> there were two blowjobs oh, but no so i also put there was no witty banter but then i said there's <sighs> a little bit is there? Well, the sidewalk talk about the whole life of their relationship. But was if that you can con- witty? And then there's one other line I thought was witty. When um, Christina hands Richard her card and says, if you're ever too old to drive. That was very funny. And at the end, he does say, I'm feeling too old to drive. Yes. I did like that. Thank you for reminding me. So that I thought that was two instances of witty banter. Granted, one would have had me running for the hills to get this weird, creepy fuck away from me. Mm-hmm. But it worked for her because she's also a weird, creepy fuck. Who's creepier? Who do you think is creepier? I think he's creepier. I think she can get away with it because she's an artist, but he's a shoe salesman. Mm-hmm. So when you combine that creepiness with his predilection to, towards feet... Ooh, what if he has, like, severed foots in his garage? You don't think the kids would have found them by now? I don't think he has a garage, actually. Maybe not. Maybe they're under a floorboard. Maybe they're in a freezer somewhere. Could be. Yeah. I think maybe he stashes them at his friend Andrew's house. Oh, the, the pedophile. The one who likes the teenage girls. The pedophile. The one who... When he has to work at two, he's walking into his, his oh apartment with a six pack. He's like, I don't have to go to work this morning. I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> You're working at 2 p.m. and you bring a six pack? Okay, have a mimosa. Have a Bloody Mary. Or maybe because you're working later, don't have a drink at all. Uh, who am I to judge? Another choice. Another choice. I know that I won't get into it. I won't get into it. Allison, when you have to go to work for at noon just to help out, do, do you stop at three beers before you go? I like to stop at two. Well, no, I do not have a drink. Because it's work. Yes. And you can get fired. Yes. Yep. I, yeah, you don't do it. Maybe part of the reason we decided to do a podcast where we can drink and work together. Wink. wink. I just like to spend time with Murray. <laughs> that was, you almost said that. <laughs> I think I'm the, I'm the only fuck who uses real names here. <laughs> yes, I hate this pedophile guy. His... The things that he wrote were so gross. I don't want to repeat them. Well, I even, I was trying to think. I was like, okay, you know when you're younger, you have crushes on movie guys. Or, like, people you might see, or teachers, or whatever. And I'm looking at him, and I'm like, is there anything cute about him? Is there anything to look up? And I'm like, no. No. And those, like, paunchy shorts that he's wearing when they see him. Uh Uh-huh. There's nothing about him. It's just the attention. He looked very familiar, though. I want to see if he's in anything that we've seen before. I feel like we have. Both of the teenage girls have done other things, and Richard has... The teenage girls have? Yeah, a lot of horror movies, which are big now. Mm. And Richard has done a lot of things. Oh, he was in Bright. It was a Netflix original. I didn't watch it. I really enjoyed it. It's like a, mm-hmm. it's like a fantasy kind of thing. Mm-hmm. I, it was fun. Did you see that Sandra Bullock has a movie on Netflix now? I did. I Do you did. think she had a penis facial before it? I hope so. 
Got to keep that skin looking fresh. It's fresh and so clean. Fresh and so clean. Um, oh, he was in Split. I also enjoyed that movie. I have it recorded to watch. I have not watched you, it yet. I, I think you will love it. But I was told I need to watch it because it plays into... I don't want to tell you who he was in Split, but it's great. He was a very similar character. I don't know what you're talking about, but That's I was fine. a person we work with at, at work... Obviously, I was going to say something else. Um, told us that it plays into the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Glass. Oh, Mr. Uh, um, Unbreakable. Unbreakable, yes. Yes, it's and like a... It's going to mm-hmm. play, it, and it ties into the sequel that's coming out that I'm super excited about. Glass. Something yes. glass, isn't it? Or is it just glass? I think it's just glass, but I could be wrong. This movie is so bad that we went on a tangent about other movies. <laughs> Please sponsor us other movies. <laughs> <laughs> we need money. I will be a shameless whore for anything. Oh, yeah. I don't give a shit. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so, I really... I I also wrote down that there was no kiss. Yes. I, I was upset about that because I do think uh, that the kiss plays into the chemistry. I do, But, the, again, they're both so awkward... Who's going to initiate that kiss? Her. Because she's a fucking weirdo. I hate this movie. Can I tell you something I did like about it? Please. Please do. I liked her videotaping the shoes, me and you. I hated that. I hated it. I was like, oh, that seems... She just ruined a brand new pair of shoes, but it seemed... It seemed like a very adolescent thing to do where you write on your shoes. <laughs> Pooping back and forth forever. Ah. So weird. One big turd that they share. That's He was like pooping back and forth the same poop that's, forever. That's not one big turd though. The turd that he drew in the picture with the butts was big. Do you remember that? I do. <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> It's so weird. Because I thought, uh, here was my thinking towards it. My thinking was, this is a first or second grader who's not really going to understand sex. No, yeah. So he's going to be fascinated with poop because he's a little kid. Mm. And I was like, to me it seemed like a really innocent thing to be talking about because it's poop, it's funny to a little kid. That's a good way of looking at it, actually. Honestly, it is. You're right. It yeah. is like an innocent thing. So, um, so to go from a chemistry, which besides awkwardness, there's not really chemistry between them. I, I But is there awkwardness the chemistry? I guess. And indicating that they are perfect for one another. I guess. Do we want to talk about chemistry between Peter and... The two girls? No. Okay. Me neither. I don't think there are is chemistry between Peter and the two girls. I think they used Peter. They were very mean to him. And then they used him for something that they wanted to see. I think those two girls are attracted to each other, maybe. Maybe. And are into each other more than they're into other guys. Yeah. Um, I could see that. I think Peter I had hated more... Them. I hated them as well, and I, they seemed very different. I was a little surprised, thinking back to my high school years, that they would have been friends together because one seemed very goth mm-hmm. and one seemed very preppy, mm-hmm. and to me it seemed like they'd be running in different circles. I agree. Yep. Um, okay, so we won't talk about the chemistry between them because... I thought Peter had more chemistry with Sylvie. I agree. But I also thought that she was way younger than him, so it was more of a... I don't think it was a sexual thing. I think it was like a, like a brotherly, maybe, kind of a thing. Okay, yeah. It was cute when he brought that stuffed animal for her dowry. Robbie and Sylvie were the most likable characters in this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So... Probably because he is young and resourceful. He did make it home after his father forgot to pick him up from school. I was He's, livid. I was, ugh. I thought it was believable. You know, you get caught up in things. You were worried about one son, so you forgot about the other son. No, you're right. He made his way to the park. He did not get kidnapped. Miracle. 
this yes. movie could have ended in disaster probably 50 times. Mm-hmm. Like, at the end of every scene, I was like, is this going to end in disaster? Yeah. Honestly. Are they in love? No. I think she's very infatuated to a point where it's almost unhealthy. They're so socially incompetent. <laughs> I don't know. Oh, boy, we got to do work. Oh, I know. Okay. I don't know. On these drinks. What that would look like if they were in love. Like, how would you even know? I wonder if there would, I wonder if there was like a sex scene originally in this and they had to cut it out because it was too uncomfortable. <laughs> it was a serious thing. It wasn't meant for a laugh. I know, that's but fine. <laughs> that would be one weird sex scene if it was oh, that. My that. God. Would, would they have been pooping back and forth? Oh, the same poop. <laughs> The forever same, forever <laughs> um yeah i i i don't know that they were in love i don't know that they were and even in like like you said she was infatuated with him he's trying to get over his ex-wife and mm-hmm. show her that he can also date yes so moment they fell in love there is none there really, there really isn't one. No. That's what, another thing that makes this such an unbelievable rom-com. It was, I'm pretty sure it was either 80 or 82, I can't remember which, 80 or 82% on Rotten Tomatoes for a rom-com. How? Well, maybe our listeners will watch this and then give us their own thoughts on our Twitter feed. Tweet at us. But we I, might we might get a lot of hate for our reaction to this movie. I I don't know how. Um, but I would like to hear different opinions. I'm not just saying that. I would like to hear different opinions. If somebody has a different opinion on how this movie was romantic and how what they laughed at, tell me. You know, I just I really don't think it was romantic. So. <laughs> the iconic scene. <laughs> that was so hard. The iconic scene, which is. <laughs> You know, when you think of the movie, what's the first thing that pops into your head? Pooping back and forth. Like, for instance, we did Crazy Stupid Love. It was the dirty dancing lift Mm -hmm. that he does. Like, Mm -hmm. that just pops in there. What pops in your head for this? If you had to put a picture on a poster for this movie, what would it be? And I don't think it can be pooping back and forth because that would be edited. You're right. I mean, I did have something else entirely written down, actually. But the pooping back and forth is what I think of whenever I think of this movie. But do you want to tell me what you wrote down? Sure. I had two possibilities, actually. My first possibility was the goldfish in the car. Ugh. I fucking hated that scene. The goldfish in the car. I think it was unique to this movie. (sighs) I think it gave a sense of... (laughs) (laughs) There's the poop. It gave a sense of wistfulness, the hope for the future, the hope for love that Christine kind of goes for. Um, I, I I think that was. And I also really appreciated the old guy that she was always with, Michael. I thought he was a good character. I think he was a good character, too. He was sweet. I felt really terrible when Ellen died. Oh, yeah. That was really sad. And how she was able to predict, predict the deaths of people in the nursing home. That was, yeah. I don't want to be that person. No. Um, my second choice was Robbie and Nancy at the park. I thought that for a poster, hmm. him pushing her hair behind her ears would have worked really well. Okay. Because, you know, obviously two different ages, but two different demographics and sharing a kind of moment there. I thought the the one that I had written down was the bird scene at the end where she's hugging him and they're looking at the bird in the tree. I hate that scene. I would never want someone to touch me <laughs> the way that she touches him. I'm going to hug you from behind later. Don't, please don't <laughs> hug me from behind. And I'm going to tenderly embrace your hand with my other hand. So here's a digression <laughs> that encompasses... Many points of this movie. I wish people could see me acting out this. <laughs> oh, <I> just, <laughs> that was uncalled for. <laughs> so we were, me and my husband were at Barnes & Noble two days before Christmas, and he was sneaking around behind me. 
and I didn't realize it until it was too late. So I elbowed him in the diaphragm, <laughs> and then I got so scared I had to go poop at Barnes and Noble. <laughs> I always have to poop at Barnes and Noble because I thought someone was gonna kidnap me. <laughs> but turns out it was just my husband. But meanwhile, that's what happens when you hug me from behind. You get elbowed to the diaphragm, and then I have to poop because I'm so scared. <laughs> So, I think it was the glue in the books that made you have to poop. It's a thing, people. It's a thing. It's a thing. <laughs> Lots of tequila in these drinks. Each drink is about two shots of tequila and a shot of the other liqueur. I actually didn't see the percentage of alcohol in the liqueur. So, I'm not sure how alcoholic that is. But it's liqueur, so there's alcohol in it. Yeah. So, this is a lot of alcohol. Anyway... Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Did you want to talk about the lack of iconic scenes some more? I'm kidding. (laughs) There was a lot of lacking in this movie. I really was really disappointed. I hope... I'd never seen this movie before. and I hope this is not indicative of how every movie's going to go when I haven't seen it before. Yeah, me too. It makes me scared to watch some of the other ones. I think the next one actually is one that we haven't seen before. As Well, I haven't seen before. I I don't recall what it is. I'll search it and announce it at the end. So my my final thoughts of this movie are not good. Do you think this is a feel-good movie, Marie? <laughs> Suck it, bitch. Um, this was not a feel-good movie at all, as you put it. I just discovered what the next movie is going to be. We'll tell you later, but I'm so excited. As Allison said, what was the comment about kids in here disturbing? Oh, disturbing sexual content involving children. I don't want to watch a movie that has disturbing sexual content involving children. Correct. And there is a bunch of it in here. So you actually can't really feel good when watching disturbing content of sexuality. I want to tell you, Marie and I love Criminal Minds. And I find that in the show about murder, there's less disturbing sexual content in children in that show than there was in this movie. Correct. Yes. If you have children and you are one smidge of a better parent than the people in this movie, you worry about Mm. what your kids are getting into. Especially the teenage girls. Yes. After watching this movie. you Just one iota. Of being a better parent than the parents in this movie. Yes. Um, yeah, not a feel-good movie. It was disturbing. It was not very funny. It was depressing. I guess it's realistic. Yeah, I guess so. It does evoke strong feelings. Um, feelings of hate. I was infuriated and disgusted Yeah. when watching this for yeah. the majority of it. Me too. Mm-hmm. Do... Christine and Richard stay together. Maybe if they go to the same psych ward together. (laughs) Which is inevitable. I said no. No, I don't think they... Honestly, no, I don't think. They're not staying together. I put they're too socially incompetent and Mm -hmm. awkward with each other to take it as far as marriage. But then I was kind of confused because Richard did get married before. So obviously... But that didn't last either. I think that these two people are too unhealthy to have a relationship that's going to work. I think mentally they're too unstable. Is it artistic license? What? Christine. Can you just blame it all on her being an artist? No. You can blame it on being a fucktard. (laughs) (laughs) She's gonna hate this movie. (laughs) At the end of this movie, my last note is thank god this piece of shit is over (laughs) when they show that sun at the end of the movie thank god this piece of shit is over wait were you at all worried for robbie going up to this guy tapping a coin against a stop oh my god i forgot about that yes that was so weird what the fuck and then the guy was like keep like gives him the quarter as he gets on the bus no robbie you're going to be raped and murdered Can for you? going up to some random guy at a stop sign waiting for the bus tapping a coin. He obviously has OCD Ugh. of some sort or some kind of psychological disorder. How does he leave this often without an adult being aware of his leavings? I think if I was a psychiatrist or some kind of like neurologist or whatever, I would be able to go through and diagnose each individual person in this movie with some kind of mental disorder. Okay. Including the children. 
Well, the children are going to be just as sick as the parents because the parents are raising them. And I'm all about nurture versus nature. Oh, yeah. Yeah. All right. We still have about half a drink left. Speak for yourself. I'm done. I have, like, the pulp and the remnants of the pineapple. Okay. So I got I to gotta finish this. Good luck, fucker. Well, Sorry, you, that was really harsh. <laughs> you got to finish it too, you asshole. I can't get any more liquid out of it, so I think that means I'm done. Do you need a bag? Are you gonna vom? I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna vomit. <laughs> Unlike you, I can hold down my liquor even if I don't like it. That whiskey, I cannot drink whiskey. I can't even smell it without gagging. Well, you almost picked another whiskey drink for this movie. What was that one called? Hope. It was I, hope. It, after the hope dowry, that was the hope cocktail, and then I went back to the Goldschlager one after I saw the ingredients. <laughs> but also, I really don't think hope fits our feeling <laughs> for this movie because we feel overwhelming hopelessness yes. for everyone in this movie. Yes. This is not a rom-com that I want to go to to feel better. But on that note, I have great news. Let's hear it. The next movie that we will be reviewing is the classic Clueless. Yay! I've never watched it. What? I am shit you not. I've never You've watched Clueless. You've never watched. I cannot believe that. Growing, I cannot I believe that. Grew up in the eighties and nineties. I have never watched Clueless. I'm yeah. shocked. And even more shocking, I love Paul Rudd. I think he's amazing. He is amazing. So I'm. And also, this movie shows that he hasn't aged, but we'll save it. As as all of our listeners will know, we talk about how overwhelmingly good-looking the guys are a lot. Which is why this movie was so disappointing. One of the many reasons. Um, oh, come on. I didn't think Richard was bad-looking. I just don't think he was overwhelmingly good-looking like we're used to in rom-coms. I think his creepiness took away from any attractiveness that he might have had. Uh, yes. So Clueless will be a, wa- a welcome refresher yeah. take on rom-coms for us because it is an actual rom-com, not a quote-unquote dramedy with yes. disturbing sexual children relationships. <sighs> yes. Oh, so fucking weird. All right, guys. So until Clueless, thank you. Try the drinks. Let us know what you think. And tweet. Cheers.